from personal growth, sexuality, meditation, relationships, mental health, to life-changing light-hearted reads. All new from my lovely and convivial guests. Do tune in for a burst of laughter or simply just for entertainment. We're a loose crowd over here and we aim to please. So catch Green Tea every Friday, Asian time, signed, sealed and approved. Until our next appointment, peace, love, light and namaste. Good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. I hope you're well and you're safe. You're listening to Green Tea with Colvin Green. Uh, before we start today's show, allow me to apologize. I was supposed to have started this series yesterday and I couldn't due to some unforeseen circumstances. My equipment was delayed. Anyway, I shall not digress. We are here today and I hope you're well. How is it, my people? I'm all good. So, as I promised you guys last week, that I will be launching the Green Summer Story Series. So, here today I have a guest. Yes, I brought it. Like I said, I would choose a random guest of interest. And I went and I did just that. Anyway, so <laughs> here we go. So, tonight in company, my homeboy, my fellow T2 alumni. Kujo Alpha Malachi, affectionately known as Mr. A to his students, but we'll get to it later. So anyway, without any further ado, let's go. Mr. A, Kujo, how are you, sir? How are you? I'm good, I'm good. How are you, sir? I am great. I'm awesome. I'm wonderful. Yeah, we're good. So um, people might not know, but we actually have some quite, uh, I don't know, we have history. You know, we went to the same university and all that, but I'll let you explain. How do we know each other? I used to see you man, around the campus. You were a very interesting guy in the campus back in the days. You know? <laughs> yeah, you were a very interesting guy back in the day in the campus. But we, we, we started to, I remember we were working together as tutors at the university. That's when I get closer to you than I get to know you. And then in a blink of an eye, you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Who was this guy? And you were gone, you were in China, man. And also, and you followed. <laughs> Here you are. Here you are. Yeah, we used to see each other around the campus. You were doing your things, so I was doing my things until we were stuck together as tutors. And we were tutoring one subject, I remember. Yes, we were. So we had to do back and forth together around the campus. VIT. Wow. TUT alumni, tutors, mentors. Hala, I've got Kucho on the line. <laughs> <laughs> awesome so anyway let's talk um we arrived actually here in china same year right uh 2019 i got here uh i think the 14th of, of of feb actually valentine's day i was landing in beijing airport but you joined us a bit later when exactly did you join i uh, was it um october december somewhere there? i'm not really sure it was august 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 Oh, yes, August. I joined you. I joined you August. Wow. And uh, where did you land? Uh, I landed in Beijing. Is it the same with you? Yeah, I landed in Beijing and then I had to uh, Tianjin. I was in Tianjin all this time. Tianjin. Tianjin. Great. Uh, so Tianjin is uh, a district in Beijing or is it just... Uh, is it like on the yeah, outskirts of Beijing? Explain yeah, outside that. Beijing. Outside yeah, Beijing. And what job did you do there? I mean, I know you were teaching, but, you know, was it a training center, kindergarten, public school, no, middle school? I was, I was in an international school. I was teaching with the school. 
I was working for this company. I, I, I don't know if you know it, but uh, the school called Maple Leaf. Maple Leaf is quite popular. Yeah. Amazing. I remember I was teaching in the school. And that was, yeah. Did you enjoy it? I did, man. It was a great experience. It was, it was a, a great, great experience. experience. I was a little bit nervous after because I, I didn't have a proper training. It's like I arrived in that place and started teaching. How long did it um how long did it take you to to actually get into the swing of things you know from fresh out of the flight you into the apartment they do the whole visa thing did you like train for like a week or a month or something how did you go no, please no, explain no, that no, no. there was no training because they were short staff oh. they were short staff so they needed me to work as soon as possible so I got there uh it was I got in training was on Friday then Monday I was ready. Jesus, bro. No induction, there was nothing. Oh they my God. They were short stuff, so they wanted me to work. So it just so dragged you. I had to figure things out. And there was no any other teacher that was teaching me in school at the time. So I was the only teacher in the middle school. They just gave me, gave me a brief that, oh, this is how you're supposed to run classes and all that. So I had to figure things out all by myself. I mean, we always make a plan. However, you do have a background, you know, in that you're tutoring, I think for two to three years at TVT. Did that experience actually help you do your job? You know, like your newly found job then? Yeah, let me say D. Let me say D a lot because uh, my first language, you know, my first language is Dominant. So, you know, I'm, I was even a guy who speaks English a lot. The only language I was using was Tonga all the way, so I had so that little bit experience, that three years experience as a tutor, it gave me a place where I was, yeah, expressing myself, speaking English, in most cases with my students. So that so, experience paid off. That is nerve-wracking. Coming to English abroad, so when I got here, it was like a training for me to speak English more often. Well, you know, the earned one. There are a lot of people that actually struggle with that. But anyway, you actually managed, you know, and it's true what you say. A lot of us don't really grow up speaking English and it takes time for us to actually get into the swing of things, learning the language. And and, and, and you know how they go on here, especially with that. You know, you got to sound a certain way. You got to sound a particular way. You pronounce words this way and that way. However, as, as unjust as that may sound, but um, I kind of do understand that, you know, because we are after all teaching and children tend to imitate what they hear. So I, I, I kind of get that. It's not, it's not easy. But hey, you, you've come a long way. You've managed and yeah. you're still here. I'm here now. <laughs> exactly. I need this experience. It's doable, man. It is doable. It really is, it really is. But then um, another thing, uh, why do you choose to come to China? I mean, I know for myself, I couldn't find a job back home, so I came to China. I literally just thought, anyway, um, I need to get the fuck out of here. Sorry, I didn't mean to use that, <laughs> the F word, but um, I had to get out of South Africa, rather, because I couldn't find anything. And it actually happened, I don't know, by chance or something, because I was unemployed, I was fired for my job then which everyone always laughs at me when i tell that story my friend Portia and everybody whoever knows the story they always laugh at me i fell asleep and i got fired because i'd fallen asleep <laughs> while teaching english online so i was fired for that 
Anyway, I'm sitting in my friend's house and um, jobless. I don't know what to do. So, I mean, I applied for everything. Whatever you find, you apply for that. And suddenly a guy calls me and says, Colvin, did you apply? I said, yeah, I did. Do you want to come through China? I said, well, yeah, I'm interested. Went in, did my video, did the interview, and the rest is history. It's a long journey. But um, how did you actually hear about China? This would happen. Uh, actually, I didn't choose China. China chose me. That's what I can say. Okay. Because I have a, a LinkedIn uh, account. Yes. So I just wake up in the morning, then I got a message on my LinkedIn. They asked me, say, do you have some, do you want to come and teach English in one of the uh, schools or universities in China? And I answered them, said, yes, I would like to do that. And they set up an interview with me, and they interviewed me, and uh, I wasn't ready because I didn't have the documents that I needed. So I, I need to arrange the documents after after that interview. But after I arranged the documents that I couldn't get hold of the people that I was talking with them. And then I opt out to do uh, online classes. Yes. You know what happened? Well, uh, <laughs> I got this call. I got this call, and then they were to do screening interview all that, and then I was I was asleep when they they wake me up. Then I answer the call, and then after doing that screening interview, they said to me that uh, we are sorry, we're not giving the job. I said, why? They said it's because of how you sound. Wow. <laughs> they said, wow. We don't like your accent. We don't like your accent, but. We won't give you. We won't give you the job. We are very sorry. And then after that, after that, I said, "Okay, I lost a job, and I was supposed to go to China, um, failing to get hold of the people who gave me the job. Don't you promise to get work and all that? I applied for another job. Then after applying for that job, they said to me, "You got a job, but um, I, we don't think that you will be able to get uh, the documents or to get a visa without a TOEFL certificate." So I had to do a TOEFL certificate as soon as possible. And after getting the the, the, the TOEFL certificate, then my job was guaranteed. Wow. They waited for me to do the TOEFL certificate, then I came to China. How long did it but take you to complete it. your TOEFL? I took the long, I took the long, uh, the long drive. Because I, 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 I did my latest uh, institution, uh, the TOEFL Academy. So it took me close to, yeah, close to six months, let me say, yeah, five months now. Oh my God, that was quite long. Because uh, what happened with us, I had to move quickly. I got the call that, okay, the school was gonna make an offer and I was to sign the contract, decide, get your police clearance. Uh, we're gonna enroll you into a course, the TEFL course, which you have to complete in three weeks. And mind you, I have a job at that time. So when everybody left, I had to stay behind and work until like 8.30 doing my TEFL. And yeah, I went through such a hard December. And and actually at that time, I was staying with a friend of ours, our mutual friend. I was staying with Bongani in, in Cosmo at that time. <laughs> so he'd be like, yo, what are you doing? I said, bro, I need to get this done because I need to be done in like three weeks and I have to be out. And he was like, okay, cool. So I did that. And of course I was waiting for other papers. So I, I think my collection of documents along with completion of the TEFL was like, the TEFL was like three, three to four weeks, but everything else was like two months. So mine was rushed, but I, I'm, I'm glad that yours 
took took time. You know, you had time to actually prepare for everything. Hey, that was yeah, good. Yeah, I had to do three assignments, and I had to complete some online stuff, of which I did. I did that in in less than in less than two weeks, completing the online things in less than three weeks. But what uh, took my time? It's the assignments because I had to submit one, then they mark the assignment, then they grade it, and then I have so that I will have an access to the next assignment. So I had to pass the first assignment before I do the second one. So I had to wait for them to grade the assignment. Yeah, and those that was a good long time. And those tedious. Myself, I was eager to finish as soon as possible. I wanted to finish faster. I I had no time. I had no time. And and you know what they say normally when you, because you don't know anything they tell you listen the school made a plan um sorry made an offer you need to move quickly so you're rushing everything you know you're like okay I can't lose this I need to go anyway so we all get to China so when you go to China what I don't know what was your perception of China before coming into this country what did you think China was while you were at home. Man, the only China that I knew was on television, man. <laughs> <laughs> the only China I knew was on television, man, because I used to watch martial arts movies. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking that everyone is doing martial arts. That's a stereotype. Exactly, That's right? Stereotype. And I still get friends that ask me. But when I got to it, was different. It was it... different. They were just normal people. Some they don't even practice martial arts and all that. True, exactly. That as well was a big misconception. Actually, that quite shocked me as well when I got here. So, what was the most shocking thing that you discovered when you got here? And you're like, "What they do this here? What was that for you?" The culture, the culture. and for the fact of uh, people couldn't speak English, that was something. That was something. For the fact that people were not speaking English, most of people were not speaking English. That was a shock. That is there a country in the world where people don't speak English at all? Where people don't understand even how are you? Yeah. And uh, I, I happen to learn. I happen to learn a lot of things. Like, it was a shock for me to learn that. It's a struggle. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, like these people, they love their culture, man. They do everything in their language and they embrace their language. True. But True. It's there. People staring at me. <laughs> oh my God! Do you not get me started yeah. with that? I mean, the I first. Think I have expectations about me as a black man. They think I was a basketball <laughs> player from America and all that. You know, they wanted me to fulfill all the things that they think about a black man. It's true. It's true, actually. Because yeah. when I first moved here, I moved to China and I lived in a very small town. I think I was the only foreigner that they had ever seen the uh, are the first black foreigner that had ever seen there actually i mean every time i went to the supermarket it was like a stampede you'd swear that somebody important had arrived i mean the i don't know the, i don't know the interest that these people had i feel like every time i walked down the streets there'd be cameras flashing taking photos and everything and in my mind i'm like my god like good yeah i'm black and all that you know that black people do exist but then is this necessary like taking videos and all that and uh, taking photos. And I remember telling somebody that I knew, you know, a while ago that this is actually, I don't know, like it's, it's so invasive until they came to visit me here. And then it happened when we were together. And then he was like, wow, I thought you were exaggerating, but yeah, this does get annoying, you know? 
But um, yeah, that yeah, that shocked me as well. It really, it really did. It it it, it really shocked me, honestly. I it it became a norm, right? It became a norm. And I mean, you get some of them, they're asking you, are you from America? And you're like, oh my God, there's actually a continent called Africa. There are people, there are black people. You know, Americans are not like the representation of all black people. I'm from Africa. Because they'd go like, um, are you American? I said, no, African. Do you play basketball? No, I don't play that. We don't play that. We play football. Americans play basketball. So I cannot. However, I mean, yeah, like... Exactly. Exactly. And then you find these little kids like, yo, what's up, man? I'm like, hi, hello, how are you? You play basketball? No, I don't. Exactly, because everybody just wants to, I don't know, they just want to mimic their culture. Anyway, but those are just children, so I tend to take it easy on them. You know, yeah, they're kids. You know, they don't know any better. So that's, yeah, that's fine. Anyway, did you see yourself ever TJ? Because I know for myself, I never saw myself as a teacher. What about you? Well, uh, I always wanted to be a lecturer, not a teacher. But I'm a teacher now. A lecturer, right? My goal, my goal was, was to be a lecturer. Hence, I was doing this thing of uh, tutoring at the university. Mm-hmm. And even pursuing my master's degree. I want to be a lecturer. Not a teacher. Not a teacher. But so, so I, I don't see a distinction because that's just the age of students. Yeah, that's quite and a challenge. And the teaching strategy that you use in the class is the same thing after all. Because after actually, college. sorry to cut you, but actually, because that's another thing. When I first moved here, and I think um, this might have happened to you as well. When I first moved here, I just wanted to teach like how we teach back home. Get into the classroom get your notepad out, write notes on the board. And then, I don't know, I was just told, listen, kids here need to be entertained. So basically here you teach while you entertain. You're gonna be funny. You're gonna know things. You're gonna be a clown in the classroom. You need to make your lessons fun. And I don't know, it took me such a long time to actually wrap my head around that, that this is actually not how we teach. Did you also, uh, did you also encounter such, such uh, problems as well? you know, getting into teaching like that, yeah. Did you also think that teaching was the same as back home? Yeah, that, 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 was, that was a thing. But um, this is what happened. Um, I went to two classes before I could start teaching. Yes. Because I arrived on Friday, it was on Friday, then um, Monday I was at work. And Tuesday, then Wednesday I was given my classes. On Wednesday, mm-hmm. I just started to teach my classes. So through that little bit observation, checking some other foreign teachers teaching, it helped me a lot. And I went through some lesson plans that were at a school uh, system that was second as that system. Uh, the system that a school used, where all teachers upload their lesson plans there. So I went through some other teachers, the previous teachers' lesson plans from past year, past years. And I see that oh, these are how they prepare their lesson plans. And in their lesson plans, they were detailed. You know, it was detailed lesson plans where they show that, oh, this is what you do first, and this is what you do second and last. So I used that kind of lesson plan. And then I get used to it that there's time to play games and you have to 
Actually, it's called active teaching. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Active teaching. At least you had somebody because where. Because when I got to the town that I was living in at the time, there was no foreign teacher, so I had to learn everything. And honestly speaking, all that confidence of I can do this flew out the window. I had to learn again <laughs> on how to teach. But anyway, I yes. I remember myself I was told that your accent was bad. You remember I attempted to teach the, I attempted to teach uh, the, the online class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was told that my accent was bad. Yeah, yeah, that was. I've been here in China and teaching and being told prior that my accent was bad, or that my accent is bad. My law, my self esteem was a bit low, my confidence was a bit low. I have to regain that. And that's something that, you know, they don't really think of because what I've also realized about the people here. They are very blunt. Like they will tell you straight, oh, you've gained weight. Oh my God, your tummy is big. Oh my God, that one is so dark. And then in my mind, I'm thinking, my God, like try and be euphemistic. You know, just there are other ways of getting your thoughts out there, not as blunt as this. But I'm guessing that's the culture. That's another thing that I kind of had to get used to. They're very blunt. They will just tell you exactly how they see. Yeah. Well, I told you to teach online classes. That's why I was told during the interview. That's all we say. We don't give the jobs. Why? Is it because of your accent, how you sound. We don't like how you sound. Yeah. So one thing that the, the kids that you go to teach, they'll understand. They'll understand you. We don't think they'll understand and, and And that can the be soul crushing. I know the kids that I was told that they won't understand me when I teach them online. Wow. That was a deal breaker. I can only imagine. Yeah, so I have to regain my confidence. <laughs> and and you quickly had to, hey, because make my to be successful. I have to regain that. You had to suck it up, regain, yeah, pick yourself up and keep going. This is how I sound. It is what it is. It truly this is. This is how I sound. If kids don't understand me well, <laughs> I have to. When I look for a second job, I was telling people that, no, I'm not from America. I'm not from England. Please <laughs> tell the school that is giving me a job that I am a South African and this is how I sound. And they love actually pressing on the accent because when I came to this school as well, I was told, oh, you know, the teacher that was uh, working here, did she go to the same school as you? I said, what school are you talking about? No, because she sounds very black. And I said, wow, oh. Um, and then it, it put me in a very awkward position, you know, and then exactly, and then I had to explain that, listen, you know, we all come from South Africa. She's native, just as native as I am, but people speak differently. South Africa has like 11 languages, which are official. So basically like your accent is sort of um, uh, influenced on on the languages around you and all that so just because she sounds a certain way doesn't mean that she's not native but then oh but you saw i said i get that but we are different people you know we're different people and this is something that they don't really take into account when they start uh profiling foreigners mainly black foreigners 
you know, so. Yeah, but to me, it's the truth. I've been with different schools and I've never encountered a single telling, people telling me that you sound bad, your accent, what, what. These are, these are things that I was told back in my country when I attempt to do online classes. But here, nobody tells, nobody told me, I think. Nobody even attempt to. No, but they could never really tell you straight in your face. I mean, actually, I've heard of people getting fired because, you know, some parents were not really on board. Wow, yes, yes. I heard, I heard of, of, of people getting fired because of how they sound. But hey, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's just another one of those things. It's That's just, quite normal. I never had that before. Yeah, but that can be soul crushing, you know. But anyway, now you are, you actually, uh, you live in Liaungang. You actually live 45 minutes away from me, hey? And and <laughs> you uh, you work in a public school, now in a middle school, is it? Um, a bit of a middle school. It's kind, of like, it's kind of like international school. Mm, international school. Yeah. And how was the experience uh, I, I, there? I got classes that are student twice a week, and I got a class that is called an international class that I see that I see that class almost ten times a week. Wow. Okay. So well, that's, going to school. Well, that's great. Do you uh, do you work with a certain lady called Rachel by any chance? No. Okay, so Rachel doesn't work. Yeah, we have changed. We have changed couple of teachers, but special educator girls are part of it because uh, we got two divisions. Ah, okay. Wow. Ah. Hey, I mean, people move around in China. You know, one year you're here, next year you're there. I mean, people are here to, to experience. I mean, you should. I mean, like, you know, a bunch of young people moving around, seeing the country, because China is very big, you know, there's a lot to see, a lot to do and all that. However, you never seem to be available when I vacation. I've called you twice. You are such a bad person. You have never vacationed with me. I've called you, I think last year, I was in Shanghai and you just went MIA. You are you. I'm sorry about that, but I'm sorry about that. Yeah, well, you're always chasing. Yeah, you only. Yeah, you did. It was lovely. And you ran away the next morning. You're so bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I, had, I had to leave. I had to leave. <laughs> sleeping in the bathroom and we, we came back once in the morning around four. Bro, we drag. We, we drag. Yeah, we... <laughs> I couldn't wake you up. I couldn't wake you up. So I had to leave. We had to, drag. Yeah, but that was lovely. And, and yeah, 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 I remember. Sorry, yeah, I do remember actually. You, 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 you had, you had class or something. We were still on holiday and that. Anyway, so, so, I don't know. I, 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 this is very interesting. I mean, I still do get asked if, if I've had dog meat. You know, do they eat dog meat there? Do they eat all sorts of creepy crawlies? And uh, what I've eaten in China, I'll say, uh, I've had uh, squid, octopus, I've had donkey, which is, uh, yeah, very in interesting. I've also had snake. So what uh, what kind of weird foods have you eaten here? 
frog and donkey. I've had frog too. And those are a lot of seafood. I've been eating a lot of seafood. There's, there's one thing about me. What is food I eat? I don't ask. You just eat? Give me food I eat. Yeah, I just eat. <laughs> as, long as, as long as I'm on the table, I just eat. I don't ask a lot of questions. Remember the other time if we went to this eating, uh, to this buffet place? If people are eating, then I eat. If people are doing something, I don't worry. I don't worry a lot. I saw you. I saw you eating. I I saw you eating. Uh, what's this? Uh, squid. When we went to this buffet place at the hotel in my city, and you were going in and all that stuff, <laughs> and I was like, no, yeah. I'm not touching that. Whatever is on the table, I just eat. So, uh, I didn't eat donkey intentionally. I was just told after eating a donkey for quite some time, like a month, like a month and a half, eating donkey every day during breakfast. And I was teaching my kids about food. And they happened to say that they ate donkey in the morning. So you ate donkey in the morning, sir? Yes, during the breakfast. And I investigated that they told me that, oh, what, 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 and I said, oh, I've been eating that thing for a very long time. That was my I first meal in China. Donkey, I breakfast. Donkey, not knowing, not knowing that I was eating donkey, they say yes. <laughs> <laughs> when we landed, you know, in China, that was our first meal. We had, like, donkey burgers. Basically, it's just, like, um, pastry stuffed with shredded donkey meat. That was my first ever meal in China. And it, it kind of tastes a bit like beef, you know, to some extent. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not trying that. Like, um, uh, <laughs> I'm not. I've been eating for a month and a half, and I learned that I've been eating donkey. I didn't attempt to eat it again. I, I am. not knowing that it was a donkey, but something that I can go to a store and then all that is a frog. It's a frog. Yeah, the frog is uh, okay, the it's like, oh, this is what I want to eat. Wow. They just chop it into small pieces, man. <laughs> <laughs> into small pieces. Yeah, man, but that's interesting. But anyway, that's the beauty of culture, you know, being in a new country and uh, and exploring uh, new cultures and all that. Let's, uh, but that's another thing, actually. You know, like food plays quite um, a, a, an important role with uh, with regards to you are still listening to green tea with your boy colvin green with mr a mr a so actually uh this mr a how did this name come about i mean it, it, is it something that you coined uh yourself or was it just given to you by your students my name is alpha yes so i didn't like how uh, how my kids were, 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 were pronouncing my name Pronunciation, man. What? Oh. You know, it was sounding more like a Chinese name, so I had to make it easy for them. So it became Mr. A. And I didn't like to be called teacher. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> yeah, I used to get that. Kobe teacher, Kobe teacher. What is that? No, no, Teacher, teacher, no. I'm Mr. A. Because my name is Colbin, but when I first got here, and then I would say, Colbin, Colbin, and they say, huh, Colbin, Shama? I said, Colbin, oh, Kobe, basketball player. I said, no, not that one. I'm Colbin. And, you know, it's a fight which I lost. So to make things 
easier and simple for me and the people. I just said, okay, my name is Kobe. Just Kobe. And I've been that. <laughs> you know, it, it's so funny. Even my mom calls me Kobe now. And then now even you, you know, our friend Portia even calls you Mr. A. I was talking to Mr. A today. I said, wow. <laughs> Bro, they ruin a lot of names. They buy it. I remember. <laughs> and you were out of there. <laughs> yeah, I was out. I'm not going back to Kilagala. Even if they can call me, call me Smith. A lot of money, but I'm, I'm not going back. Yeah, kindergarten is quite challenging. But hey, it's money. <laughs> what can we do? <laughs> I was doing well, but you know, I was just pretending that. I was just pretending. I mean, I it. I mean, if they're paying, you do the job. But sometimes it also takes a toll on your mental health as well. You know, being stuck in a yeah, place where you're not really happy. In China. Yeah. yeah, that does happen. But anyway, so you hear yeah, you, Mr. A. Mr. A, um, <laughs> I often get asked, you know, are you like, um, yeah, what's the dating like there? I mean, are you like doing Chinese people? Are you doing Chinese that? So, I mean, yeah, from your perspective, how is dating in China as a foreigner? How has that been for you? You mean as a foreigner or as a black man? Well, I don't know. You tell me. We'll tackle both. Okay, first as a foreigner and then as a black man. Dating in China? I can't. I don't think. You can date in China. I know, right? <laughs> they got this ideal man about black men. They got a picture of a black man. They like all attributes or characteristics that they know about black men that the black man should be like this and this and this. And uh, the moment they find out that you know the person, they think you are. They don't stay for that long. Yeah, they're yeah. always. Um... <laughs> wow. Wow. Damn, bro. Why did you bring me to this? <laughs> Do you also <laughs> do you also get asked about you know um, how is it you know how long is it how short is it because <laughs> a lot of people get asked that question like you said that they've already drawn up their ideal black man. They ask, ask for pictures. They say, say please send me a JJ. They're straightforward. They're chicken. <laughs> they're straightforward. They'll tell you please send me a JJ because I, I have that. Black people have these that black. It's it's true. And it's so annoying, hey? It's so annoying. I I, I have a friend in Beijing. No, and one thing that we have to know, you better be careful. There are a lot of cross cross dressers in China. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> Wait, you've had those come up to you? There are a lot of cultures in China. Wow. Uh, I've been approached by a couple of them, but not uh, knowing that they are ladies. They were, they were not ladies. I mean, I thought I thought Thailand was famous for that. I, I had no idea about China. <laughs> well, everybody wants a piece of that BBC. <laughs> like it's 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 crazy though i must say it's it's, it's really crazy it's because crazy like they s- oh, man. This beautiful lady. <laughs> she, you know, i don't know they see you and they go like okay first thing first how big is it where do you come from how long can you go can you do it all night and and I, and I think to myself, my God, okay, like, can we just talk about other things? Is is this really what you're here for? Like, they don't put, uh, they don't beat about the bush. They don't. Yeah, they just they, get straight. They, they ask, they ask, they ask, yeah. But one horrible thing that happened to me is when uh, half of them and their wife proposed that I have to deal with that on bed. A threesome? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. Did you do it? I didn't do it. I would have. <laughs> I regret not doing it. I would have. <laughs> I would have myself for not doing it. I, I would have done it. Yeah, that was really strange. But it's not uncommon. You know, it's, it's not uncommon. It does happen. Yeah, the thing is, there are a lot of stories. There are a lot of stories around. There are a lot of stories, actually. Like, People get up to stuff, no, hey? People do things. They get up to stuff. <laughs> that is really weird, actually, because, I mean, when I first got here as well, I, it was that. And I said, my God, can we just get past my manhood? You know, can we just talk about other things? And they say, no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not insinuating that. Uh, let me say that. Um, maybe I was going to get paid for that. <laughs> hey, I mean... People do it. I know people that are doing it. You know, people, yeah, people do sell their manhood and they, and they make good money. <laughs> I mean, if you got it, use it, you know, put it to work, make that coin. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not condoning anything though, but I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. It's a simple thing. There are a lot of white ladies out there. There are a lot of white guys who just white ladies. And I know. They're not after your money and all that. You can date whoever they want to date. So, would you say that dating in China for you is a lot easier than it was back home? Um, not really. But I said that um, it was at home. I was dating all the blacks. Okay. And then you moved here? When I moved here, I saw the possibilities to date other races, like from other race. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I was dating, but I'm saying that there were possibilities because there were ladies who were, yeah, even proposing. They were in a relationship. Hey, listen to you, Casanova. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they, yeah, they were proposing. They did do propose. They did propose. Yes. 
okay, Mr. Hot Stuff, okay. That's <laughs> something interesting, man. <laughs> You're quite a hot potato, aren't you? <laughs> Also notice is that you know like and where I was working, I was working with a lot of women. Yeah, like a lot of ladies here are kind of you know they yeah they are free spirited you know they are they don't live in their cocoons you know they are more free spirited you know they are open minded they are carefree you know they just out have fun which is good actually you know they breathing you can actually have fun you know and not be tied to somebody that, oh, well, we've done this, and now you and I are this. You can actually just have fun, you know? Yeah, That's I what I've seen. Yeah, I out with them, partying, drinking, and all that. But I had a girlfriend. I had a girlfriend, so I couldn't date. <laughs> I guess you had to zip I up, had then. I couldn't date. I had to stay loyal. Yeah, it's a harsh yeah. world. I mean, like, it's just one of those things that you just get to be like, okay, well, cool, not for me, done that, I'm good. But what, um, what do you miss about home? What do you miss about home? There's nothing much to miss, but for the fact of I've been here for three years, oh, I and, just want to be with the people that I can relate man, to. And you haven't been home since you came, hey? Yeah. I want to be with people of my kind. My people. <laughs> Whoa, stop. I'm your kind. I'm here too. Jesus. <laughs> this guy. Yeah, you hear yeah, man, but just, it doesn't even make one person a bit. I mean, I, there are a lot of people back home and that are missed. Yeah, that's true. There are a lot true. of activities that I do at home that are missed. It's true. Well, I drink more yeah. now. You drink more too. <laughs> <laughs> and that's no me. <laughs> Well, guy goes to chat, goes about, there are a lot of things to do, but yeah, it seems as if you want to have fun, it's going out to drink. Yeah. I mean, you'll be a boring person if you go out with friends and then they're all drinking, they're partying yourself. You're just there as a party pooper. We went to a bar and then we had shots and you said no. You said no. Yeah. To having shots. I was drinking beer. I remember I was drinking beer. You said no to having shots. <laughs> you said no to having shots. You said no. Wait, uh okay, but um in terms of food, uh do you like cook your own food or do you eat out a lot? Do you drink I love a lot and I cook a lot? Yeah, well I I I I prefer cooking, hey, because like you said earlier on, I mean, I like knowing what's in my food, so I cook a lot. <laughs> but, you know. I mean, I, 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 this guy I'm working with, he's from Canada. Yeah. Yeah, so he's a big man, and he's really been lazy, he doesn't want to cook. So he's always out, and I'm always with him. So he eats a lot, like he eats out a lot. Yeah, so we eat out, we eat out a lot. So I'm not concerned that I don't want to go out, but. <laughs> Yeah. At least you've got something to do back home, hey? At least you've got something to do, really. At, at, at least you have people. Because I, I remember you told me that like, before there were no people, you know, like your city is quite small and then there were not enough people 
to actually do. And listen, when a colleague now who goes out, so another topic that you know that people don't really discuss a lot is, is how lonely it gets actually being here. I mean, you've got this apartment and you've got your work, but you know, it's it's also quite isolating. You know, it's it's very lonely in these apartments. So. It I, is, but since my life is just like that. I've been living a boring life here at home. The only time I was out is when I go to work, come back, stay indoors, and I go to church. That was my life. And that was your life, right? Yeah. Home. So even here, it's just my life. Sometimes I don't want to be with people. <laughs> and you just want to stay. And you just want to stay in your in your comfortable yeah, in your comfortable house and and all that so i mean like you know future plans do you see yourself here like in like five years would you go back home if you got a job you know i mean let's say like because a lot of people actually leave home because there aren't many options so now you have a job a lecturing job back home and you have this job here would you leave this job here and go back home yes i'm anticipating that <laughs> yeah, so I mean, i'm anticipating i want to go home yeah. Yeah, but there's no place like home, hey? Right? I open the borders, then I go home and come back to work. I'll prefer to do that. Just a clean break, you know. I happen to get a job, and, I, and to be honest, I'm looking. Oh. I'm applying. So if I got a job, I'm leaving. Uh oh. I guess somebody misses home. Yeah, <laughs> I guess somebody I misses home. <laughs> I know financial wise, I won't get a job that will pay me like it. The one I'm having now. Yeah. Well, that's true. So I'm guessing because I've spoken to other foreigners and they say I am not going home under no circumstance am I going home. It's from China to the rest of the world. Some are talking Canada. Some are talking Spain. Some are talking America. Even some have been talking Sweden because nobody wants to go back home. Nobody. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I I understand. I get you and all that. Uh, yeah, that's another. Yeah, that's another thing. But hey, no. I need to be with you. No place like. No place like home. No place like home. <laughs> no place like home. Yeah. My baby's in China making millions. She's telling that to everybody. Because <laughs> my boy's making millions. Yeah. He's bowling. He's bowling and all that. He's bowling. He really is. But it's not it's not as easy though it's not as easy you know it's it's not really as easy as one would picture it i mean we do miss home but you know we also have jobs to do and all that and i think each and every one of us if they had like a job at home i mean they wouldn't have made the move but anyway we here now we are making uh do with what we have so we're just gonna soldier on hey <laughs> we're just gonna soldier on Oh, it's, a, it's a quite good experience, man. But I it is. For this. <laughs> it is. 
and, and, and yeah, I was thinking that I would be in China for six months, then I would go home and come back to China. And uh, I had a beautiful relationship at home. Man, I had a beautiful relationship that was going that was going on at home. <laughs> it ended because of me being in China. Yeah, and you're not the first foreigner to actually say that. Yeah, yeah. A, lo a, a lot of people... A lot of people have and, a similar story, and actually. Because of I and my insecurities. <laughs> I have ruined that beautiful relationship. <laughs> well, let's hope that she's waiting for that day you find a return back home, hey? Let's hope she's waiting. No, she, she's been saying, she's been saying she's going to wait and she's waiting for me and all that. I couldn't buy that. I mean, it happens, you know. Such is life. <laughs> Such is that's such not, is life. Don't worry. Focusing on making ching ching. Don't worry. You're making good RMBs. You're making good RMBs over here. So. Exactly. Prioritizing. You know that's what counts. Yeah, so, you know you so, should. So, so that's what I. That's what I told myself. Even if I can go home. With zero zero account, I will regret. Yeah, it's it's true. I will regret because the experience that I'm getting here, man, it's it's priceless. It is priceless. So I'm focusing on the experience that I'm getting here and being in uh being in another in another country. Another country. Meeting other people's culture and all that. And you speak That's Chinese too now. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do a little. I do you know. That's why I told myself that, okay, even if I can go home with no money in my pocket, it doesn't matter. You've got pockets full of experience. No, there's no amount of money that I can take you now. And there's no amount of money that I can say it's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What is love to me? It might not be love to you. you know? Yeah, and it's true, and it's true. So, so would you recommend that somebody come over to China? Yeah. I mean, is it something that you recommend to a friend or somebody that's home? I mean... You have like great experiences, you know, and and that's that. Well, I'm glad that we we spoke, and your friends will get to hear of the journey and our talk. And this was actually fun. Right. It's true. It's yeah. true. It's a beautiful experience to share with other people. It it, it, it really being is. Not your best country, your native country, and being another country. Uh, it's awesome. It's, it's awesome, you know. Against all odds. <laughs> and you pushed. Hey, you you've really come far. You've pushed actually. Like for, yeah. from hearing that you don't sound right, you don't sound a particular way, and you having worked in three schools and you're thriving, you're having a good, you're having a good life. Honestly, you're having a good time. So yeah, I, I, mean, I, I guess with persevering, you're having a good time. I'm getting the accolades. Exactly, and the experience. You know, which it's great, huh? Imagine this thing called open class. Yes. Open class, where parents come to R and sit in our classes. This is like my classes meant to be open classes. <laughs> And that is nerve-wracking. I know what you're talking about. They select my classes to be open classes during summer camps. I'm selected to have extra cash. 
If someone and Cam does better. Us, I'm thinking that these are good teachers. They are way better than me. They are from Canada. They are from America, England, and all that. But I'm the one from South Africa doing those classes with my bad, bad accent. The sky's the limit. <laughs> so I guess it's safe to say that you are living an Asian dream, huh? I mean, coming from Soshanguwe, Starbucks, Anasvers, Spat, also Sako of Main Gate, Small Gate, and everything like that. And now here you are, you're eating fried rice, hey? <laughs> you know. So, so. <laughs> yeah, we had. Uh, yeah, we had. Um, an interesting life back home and 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 you're doing well which is good so yeah this was very eye-opening this was fun uh we should do this again you know we should do this again hopefully next time we're going to be doing this on video and everybody can see the amount of fun you have you know hopefully you get a vacation with me we can actually get drunk together again you know no no don't think I know, right? I know. But but we we had a lovely time. We had a good time. Hey, I mean, alcohol and me and this and that are a good time. It's a good vibe. It's you know we danced up a storm and all that. It was good. So that's the. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that guy was just yeah yeah that guy was just uh, I was pissed I was I, re I really was angry because I've been waiting for my song to come on and then my song finally comes on and then he changes it and then he says no it's okay I said no it's not okay this is not okay this is my song wow 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 oh my god oh my god you see you see the people i hang with oh my god <laughs> anyway you know we just i was expecting you to i was expecting you to pull out your tonga boy muscles and punch their you know they are yeah their faces I, 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 I won't say anything you know but yeah <laughs> hey i mean it happens it happens it happens we're gonna have to <laughs> you have a lot of stories you're exposing me jesus bro <laughs> You, you, you are exposing me. I'm a nice, calm person. <laughs> wow, I love my alcohol. I mean, stuff happens. Come on, you have RMBs, you know, so. That was, yeah. yeah, you, but anyway, I guess that's not your, 
I don't know, that's not your vibe and stuff like that. And when now you drink and it's all good, so you won't have a problem. And that's that. But anyway, <laughs> we're gonna have to wrap it up for tonight. Well, Pasta shook off that good boy image. Pasta now drinks. Pasta now drinks. Pasta nearly had a threesome. So Pasta has grown. Pasta has grown. Pasta is a human, you know. Pasta is a human, you know. So we can't really hold pasta accountable for everything pasta is a human you know but anyway um <laughs> we're just gonna have to hold it here for tonight we're gonna continue this at another day and all that well thank you so much bro thank you so much for showing up and supporting my little podcast it was lovely to have you we had a good time and do you want to do it again next time yeah you were um I don't know. <laughs> You're a breath of fresh air. <laughs> You're a breath of fresh air. I, I, I appreciate that. And I enjoy, I enjoyed that. So that's that. Anyway, people, that's it. That was the first installment of the Green Summer Story Series. And as per usual, love, light, and peace. Namaste. No green tea. It's spring. Have a lemonade. Until next time, signing out, signed, sealed, and approved. Colbin Green. Later. <laughs>